It's so important how you see Him. Some didn't have a good dad. And, and so the enemy wants to put that picture in front of you. But that's not who the Father really is. He's not that way at all. I love in the Father's love letter it says, I've been misrepresented to you. And many of us have had bad experiences maybe at church. Just what I prayed at the very beginning of the service. You've had a bad experience. So that's, you know, you equate the Father with your bad experience from church. And that's not who He is. It's so important, it's so important that your picture of the true Father is a correct picture. Some of us had great dads. And it's easier for us to know that the Father's great because we had a great daddy. It's not always the case. And it's harder maybe for some. I know it is. Because the enemy wants to use, this is what the Father's like because he's just like your father was. And that's a lie. And you got to get past. you got to get past. you got to get past the lies. You got to grab on the truth. And the truth is, see, we're singing, Show me your glory. But you won't ever experience his glory because you don't think you're worthy enough to experience it. But you are. It doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter where you come from, what side of the track, as JJ said, You are a child of God. You were created by God. As I shared with you the other week, you hadn't washed up on no shore somewhere. You hadn't run around here. Your ancestors didn't have tails. None of that. God formed you in your mother's womb. He knitted every part of you. And you're special. You say, I don't feel special. God says you're special and you need to speak that you're special that you're that that you are that you are the apple of his eye and you need to speak that over your life whether you feel it or not it's not about feelings it's about truth and, but to experience His glory and to experience, you've got you've to experience Him in His fullness. And the enemy is steady putting stuff in your way to keep you from understanding who the Father truly is. Because He knows that, that if He can keep a, a, a false picture of the Father, then He can keep you in your bondage. He can keep you in your stuff. But if you ever get a glimpse of who He really is and what He's really about, it changes everything. Hadn't always been like this. It's just been this way for me for the last 10 or 12 years. And I was sharing this week, I'm still on this journey to understand who I am 
and to understand who He is. Because my picture of Him growing up was not what I'm seeing today. Things have changed. Hallelujah. 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 I don't view Him as a taskmaster anymore. I don't view Him as somebody sitting up there with a big stick waiting on me to screw up and hit me with that stick. That's not my Father. It's not my Heavenly Father. He didn't do that. He don't do that. And I spent 40 years, I spent 40, 45 years waiting on Him to hit me with that stick because I screwed up. And I was scared of Him. I didn't want to talk to Him. Because if I talked to Him a whole bunch, He he might want to bring up that. And just for the information, you got a that too. We all got that's. And not just one. We got many. But God. But God. Who is rich in mercy. Who is in long, got long suffering. But God. Yeah. Said Rodney, we can talk about all that. I already know it. You might as well talk to me about it. There's nothing hidden from me. I saw everything you've done. And I don't even own a stick. You're waiting on me to whack you, but I don't even have one. But what I do have is I got two big old arms. And according to the scripture, I'm standing on the porch and I'm waiting on you not to hit you with a stick. I'm waiting on you to come home. And I won't even stay on the porch. When I get a glimpse when you top the hill, when I get a glimpse of you, I'm going to take off running after you. How does that line up with your theology? It didn't line up with mine at all. That's why I had to change it 15 years ago. Because it didn't line up with my theology. My theology says he's going to sit there in a chair with his arms crossed and his legs crossed. And you can sit in the other chair and we'll talk about what you've been doing in the pig pen. And I shared this with a group of men not long ago I was sitting and talking to. Well, it was at Nashville at the PBR. We was having Bible study at the PBR. Didn't have church. We just had a Bible study. And I was sharing with some of the bullfighters and some of the riders that were there. And I was sharing with them. It's all about your perception of the Father. And I said, if you'll pay attention to that Scripture, when that boy rehearses his text, and when he gets his speech down, and he's headed back to the Father before the Father will allow him to take the identity of a servant, he stops him and says, you're not saying that. Now that's not in the Scripture, but he stops him in midstream and he says, get the fatted calf. He would not allow him to take the identity of a servant. He would not allow him to take the identity of something that he wasn't. Yeah. And for many years, I took on the identity of something that I wasn't. 
father said, no, Rodney, I'm not crossed my legs and my arms are not crossed. They're wide open and my eyes are fixed on the top of the hill and I'm waiting on you to top the hill. And when you do, I'll run after you. That's the Bible. That's my father. Yeah. You say, that's cheap grace. You cheap it all you want to. It ain't cheap grace to me. It's amazing grace to me. Father, I want to see your glory. I want to see your glory. I want to see your glory. I want this church to experience your glory. Father, until we can until we can see you for who you really are and who we are to you, it'll never happen. But God, if we ever get a glimpse of who you are, wow. So show us your glory. Show us your glory. Show us your glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Can you give God some good praise? Huh? Huh? He's good, and He's good all the time. Hallelujah. What an awesome, awesome job. I just didn't want to miss that moment. I just really felt impressed. Just couldn't, couldn't miss that. You just, you got to, whoa, we got to get it. We got to get it. Yeah, so. Love leaves a mark. Yeah, a big one sometimes. What mark are you leaving? What mark are you leaving? Katie called me last week, week before last. And she had Debbie's journals and she was reading through them and she sent me some, some stuff on Preacher's Kid where Debbie was praying and for him and we were at the finals and, and um, she sent me and <clears throat> we laughed and cut up about that a few minutes and then and she sent me a, a video, I mean a, a piece of uh, a picture and at the top of it it said, love leaves a mark. And boy, it just grabbed my it just grabbed me. Love leaves a mark. And I just, I told Katie, I said, send me, send me, send me the page that she wrote that on. Because I want to, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do a series on that. And I'm going to talk about that for the next few weeks. <clears throat> and then when we got to talking about the um, studio, I had spent... And I just want to give a shout out to Bill and Edith. That's a precious place up there. And they are precious people. And thank you all of those who went. Um, we didn't get a whole lot of pictures of the, of the most important part, and that was the kitchen. Because we were all down the hill. We weren't together. We were split up most of the time. The studio was down the hill. And, um, but Kathy and Rick and Nita and Julie... 
Um, you've done an awesome job of feeding us and taking care of us and cleaning and working up there, and we didn't give you near the pictures that you deserved, and, um, but um, we just didn't have them. But thank you for your hard work and cooking and taking care and cleaning the retreat center, all that y'all done up there while we were down at the bottom working. But I just love Bill and Edith. I was able to spend a couple nights with Bill and Edith. Um, after supper, I would go and spend some time with them just talking. And um, I was able to spend a few days with them a few weeks ago. And I just, I love these two people. Bill and I were talking last night and um, we talked this morning and um, and, and we'll share more. He's going to share a video with us next week. So this is going to be, this love, love Leaves a Mark is going to be for a few weeks. So you don't want to miss it. You want to, you want to, you want to be involved. If you're not here, you're going to miss it. And, and you'll miss some of the, the stuff that, that God's downloading in me and in Bill. And, and um, Bill is one of my spiritual advisors, um, along with Todd and Andy and Brother Wayne. And um, so those are the men that I talk to uh, on a regular basis. And, um, but um, it just grabbed my heart. Love leads a mark, leaves a mark. And I told Katie, I had, and this is where I was going, I shared, with, I shared with Bill and Edith and Lydia. Miss Debbie really loved Lydia's artwork. And she would buy whatever she could of Lydia's. And, um, <clears throat> and while I was there... The Lord just impressed on me that um, this mission trip would be about doing her, her art studio. You, you saw the before pictures, and it was just, just OSB board on the wood, on the floor, and on the sides, and it was just, it was really just a catch-all. And, um, and then, uh, but the Lord just impressed on me to, to do that in honor of Debbie, for Lydia, and um, that's why you see the picture, and um, and so we wanted, I wanted to do that, and I asked Lydia, and I asked Bill and Edith, could I, could I do that at mission trip? And and Lydia was just, you know, very very grateful, and it was a, it was just a great moment for her and I this whole week, and um, just to be able to do this in honor of Debbie. So that's kind of the connection there, and I and I I told. Lydia that I wanted to use this theme if I could I said I don't know where it come from I just it was in Miss Debbie's journal that love leaves a mark and as I've been contemplating on that this week I've just really just meditating on how much a mark and that's what I asked myself Rodney what kind of mark are you leaving Miss Debbie left a big mark she left a big mark and she loved big. She was quiet. She was an elegant lady. But she left a big mark. She left a big mark on me. She left a big mark on this church. She left a big mark on you. And listen, God didn't use her in our lives for us just to move, blow it off. And okay, that's gone. No. No, what he's pouring in. I love what Jody said. Where'd Jody go? He's out front working. But I love what Jody said. He's not pouring. He's not pouring into you to for it to sit there he's pouring into you so it'll pour out of you amen yeah he's pouring in but he don't want a dead sea he wants it to flow out he wants to see a galilee 
So whatever he's pouring in, he's wanting you to pour it out. Debbie Mitchell done that as best as anybody. She poured in. She was poured into. The Father poured into her. But she poured out. She gave. She loved big. And this church loves big. And, and I'm excited about that. And I'm excited. And then I think about the Father. And I think about what the Father's doing and how the Father's pouring into this house and how the Father's wanting this house to pour out. Not to keep it here. Um, Bill and I, Bill sent me a text yesterday and he said, you got to go, you got to get online and you got to listen to Chris Volatin's um, message on September the 19th about future ready. And I've already listened to it twice and I'm going to listen to it probably three or four more times because there's just so much stuff in there. But it's talking about this. It's talking about being, being not, not living in the past and not living and holding on. And, and he used the illustration. And, and, and again, you're going to hear a lot of this because I'm going to repeat it. So, and, and it won't hurt anything, I promise you. Maybe if I repeat it 10 times, y'all grab it and it'll get in your spirit. Amen? Yeah, so I ain't going to say it just once. But, but he, talked about, he, he talked about the space shuttle. And when the space shuttle takes off, it's got, it's got these huge... Um, engine boosters hung to it and those boosters help it get off but when but when when it leaves the atmosphere and enters into the hemisphere what happens they go away and he uses the illustration that where God's taking you, you, get, you don't need the boosters. But what do we want to do? Oh, don't get rid of the booster! <laughs> but the booster will not allow you to go where God's taking you. Amen? Amen? Amen. You're going to get it. I'm going to make you mad one. And there's things that we don't want to turn loose of. Because they're comfortable. But they've done a job for just a little while and now they're gone. And Chris is hollering in his church like I'm hollering and I'm not mad, okay? Some of y'all think I get mad when I get intense, but I'm not mad, I'm just intense. I believe in what I'm preaching, Amen. And they're hollering, we want the boosters. And God's hollering, I got rid of them. Because where you're going, you don't need them. And where God's wanting to take us, we don't need the boosters anymore. Bill was talking about this morning. He said, Rod, and he'll share this on the video. He said, Rod, what y'all done this week, you were the booster." And he said, you got it off the ground. And he said, what's God going to do with it now? You think it's just a little studio for Lydia. But oh no, it's much bigger than that. See, what you do in the kingdom, see, that's why it's so important that you get a kingdom mindset. You can't live like the world lives. You can't do things the way the world does things. How many people have I had, and it's not a bunch, I'm not trying to build it, but how many people have I said, heard me, has said to me, uh, you haven't mourned yet. 
You haven't mourned yet. You know what they're saying is, Rodney, you haven't mourned like the world says you're supposed to mourn. Well, the kingdom says I can mourn like Rodney wants to mourn if I'm a kingdom man, and I'm going to mourn like I know in the kingdom. That's how I can sing it's going to be better than before. There's no way. Yes, it is a way. All things are possible with God. And don't limit God to what he wants to do. I don't have to mourn like everybody else. I don't have to act like the world. I can act like a kingdom man, and I can walk in kingdom principles, and God can bless it. Yes. And this church can walk in kingdom principles, and God can bless it. And we don't need the booster. It's off. It's okay. It served its purpose. But now it's gone. And I don't have to reach back for it. Is that scripture? Yes, Paul says, reaching forward. I press for the high calling of God. I reach for the high mark. I'm not reaching back. I'm not holding on to the past. No, I'm reaching for the future, for what God's got for me. I'm doing it out of my personal life, and I'm doing that in my spiritual life. And I want this church to do it in its spiritual life. And I want you to do it in your personal life. Yes. You don't have to do it like the world says you have to do it. You don't have to do it like everybody else says you have to do it. And praise God, I'm getting free from having to live in that kind of lifestyle to where I've got to do it, where everybody says I need to do it this way. Hallelujah, I'm going to do it like Rodney wants to do it. And as long as me and Jesus are okay with it, it's all right. Stomp my foot. And I'm not being arrogant. But I'm telling you, that's a lie from the pits of hell that I've walked in for 45 years or maybe 57 years. And I'm sick of living in it. I've spun plates all my dang life. And my precious wife told me that. And she said, I'm tired of you spinning plates. You're like that clown at the circus. You're just running up and down, trying to please people. You got 500 people. You're just spinning them plates and running, 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 running. No wonder you wore out. No wonder that ball spot's in there. <laughs> that is not a solar deal. I don't need it to have energy. But it's there, and all y'all was looking at it. And I know it. All y'all were talking about it. But God's going to get you because there's some she bears coming around this country. I don't share a whole lot that ain't in this book. What kind of mark you leaving? Thank you for giving to the Lord. You had a part of that. You, everybody can't go, I understand. I know everybody can't go. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a good time for some of you, and you couldn't go. So no condemnation. And when I talk about this kind of stuff, I don't want you to feel condemned. I just miss it because you didn't get to experience it. And I just really want you to experience it because it's a special, special time. I used to tell you, don't, don't, don't miss the bus. Get on the bus when it's leaving. What kind of mark are you leaving? Love leaves a huge mark. Are you loving? Are you loving big? I love that what Vicky said. Right after George passed away and she was at church this next Sunday and she says, 
Y'all loved big. And we've been saying it ever since, Vic. You loved big. Are you living in the kingdom or are you living in the world? See, we always equate the world with sin and all that, but it doesn't have to be sin. You can operate in the world's thing. And you can have the mindset of the world, and the world says you've got to do this, and you've got to do that, and you've got to do that. Or you can get a hold of some truth, like I'm doing. No condemnation there. But you can get a hold of some truth, and you can realize who you really are and what the Father thinks about you, and what you are in the kingdom of God. And you can begin to walk out kingdom principles and you can begin to walk out kingdom living and it'll be different. Jack Taylor done it better than anybody, in my opinion. And I learned a lot, not while he was here, because when he was here, it was, he was drowning me. Because I, I couldn't keep up. and I couldn't swim as deep as he was going. But over time, as I think back on many of those occasions, the Lord, something will happen. I've shared this with you many times. Something will happen, and I go, that's what Jack was talking about. That's what Jack was talking about. It may be 10 years later. That's what Jack was talking about. And so I ask you, are you living in the world, or are you living in the kingdom? Are you operating out of kingdom principles? Or are you operating out of what the world says you've got to operate? Okay, I want to learn and I'm nowhere near where I want to be. But I'm telling you, I'm ready to continue my journey of understanding who he is and understanding who I am and understanding what he thinks about me. Okay, I know I kid when I tell y'all I'm his favorite. Most of y'all know that already. But I want to know that in my spirit, in my DNA. That when he looks at me, he says, Rodney, you are my favorite. And your picture is right by the handle on the refrigerator. Hallelujah. And yours is too. Yeah, he's got a big refrigerator. It's going to feed us for eternity, so it's got to be big. Yeah. What mark are you leaving? I'm just intro today. I'll get into more of it next week. What kind of mark are you leaving? Thank you for giving to the Lord. I shared a few weeks ago of my teacher, Brother Wayne, sent me a picture of some Cheetos or some cream puff, whatever they are, puffs, cheese puffs. And he just wrote a little caption for me. But I'm so thankful for the people in my life that have paid, that have given. And I want to challenge us to give, not money. You do an amazing job at giving your money. And staff, y'all remind me, i got to change that because we were going to do vision Sunday next Sunday, but that's not going to work. <clears throat> so remind me to change that, Karen. You're sitting right there. And, um, but you give your money great, and we'll talk more about that on vision Sunday. But what are you giving out of here? What are you giving to somebody else? What are you blessing others with? One of the things that Chris said, and I'll close with this, <clears throat> and it's really beginning to help me understand who I am and who my calling is, what my calling is. 
<clears throat> you say after 57 years, you're just figuring that out? Yeah. And I ain't got it figured out yet, so just hang on. The fivefold ministry, <clears throat> most of you, you read that. Apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets. Okay? Pastors is the big thing in the, in the South. We're, 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 we're big on that. And I've shared with you on many occasions, some of you don't agree with it, but that's okay. That, that's not what I am. I'm not a pastor. Okay? Brother Wayne's a pastor. Billy Lucas was a pastor. But I'm not that. I'm not that, that person. Okay? Don't take this the wrong way, because I, I probably agree with you. But my calling is more of the apostle. Okay? And you say, you're nowhere near an apostle. You're exactly right, and I agree 100% with you. But that ain't for you to call. That's for God to call. Okay? So it wasn't, his, it wasn't his calling on your life. It was his calling on my life. Okay? But don't call me an apostle. Okay? Because I'm not into that either. But the difference, and, and this is the difference, and, and, and I just, when, 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 when I heard this yesterday from Chris about Bethel, it really clarified where we are and where, what my leadership will, if it continues here, what it will lead us in. A pastor is a shepherd. What do shepherds do? They gather. Okay? What an apostle does, <clears throat> apostle trains and sends out. Okay? So two different types of churches. You got the pastor church, and, and neither one of them are wrong. Okay, you got the pastor mindset that gathers. Okay, and it's all about. And again, I'm talking about something I don't even know about. So don't come up to me afterwards and ask me to explain it because I can't. I'm just learning it myself. I just got the info this morning, the download this morning. Okay. And I'm going to investigate, and I'm going to talk. Bill and I talked about it this morning, and we're going to talk more this afternoon about it because I want to know, because I see it. And, and when it went off, when, when Chris said it, it just went off in my spirit. Bam, there it is. That's the difference, right? And you ain't been able to explain it so far, but I will eventually. But my ministry is more of equipping and going out. You see the coffee house, equipping and going out. You see it through mission trip, equipping and going out. You see world changes, equipping and going out. It's, it's out. It's not, it's, not, it's not building up this house. Lonnie's still bitter, but go to California. Go to Ichthus. Brian Seagraves is go to Nashville. It's, it's equipping, it's training, equipping, and sending them out. You say, how are we ever going to pay the bills? Don't worry about that. He's got it. And on Vision Sunday, I'll show you how much he's got and how crazy it is. Okay? So it's not about getting this house full. It's about equipping this. And this is me. This is an apostle. Okay? There's more to it, but this is, this is the main thing. And I just want to explain. I know I'm going over a little bit. Okay? But it's more of equipping and sending out. It's not gathering and bringing in. There's nothing wrong with gathering. You've got to have those. It's part of the five-fold ministry. But I'm not the pastor. Okay? Some of you don't want to swallow that. Well, swallow it. It's what He's called me. It's what He's made me. It's how He made me. Okay? And I've got to walk out what He's called me to do. Jody McAllister has the pastor. Yeah. He's like Brother Wayne. 
He just fell out in the floor back there. <laughs> he has that pastor's calling on his life. Okay? So let him be pastor. Yeah. Well, that means he's in charge. No. Ain't nobody in charge but Jesus. We all in this thing together. Amen? Yeah. But the apostle mindset, the apostle calling, is equipping and sending out. Send them out. Where's so-and-so? Oh, they're over at so-and-so. Oh, well, good. Oh, they, we done lost another. No, we ain't lost nobody. It's kingdom. It's kingdom. For too long, we've been individuals. And it's time we get together and listen, it's a family and it's kingdom. And the kingdom goes forward. It's all about the kingdom. I don't like it. You can go walking <laughs> like, I, like Brother Wayne and Jack did, or Jesus can drag you across into the kingdom. However you want to go, I don't care. But I'm going to tell you, if you keep seeking the Father, you're going to run into the kingdom. Kicking and screaming, or hallelujah, smiling and gliding. But one way or the other, you're going to get there. Amen? Amen. Stand together. I'm not going to charge you for the extra seven minutes. Love leaves a mark. What mark are you leaving? Are you making a difference? It all ties together. God didn't start something three years ago. He's still, he's still on the same plane. Love leaves a mark. Father, in the days ahead, grow our love. Lord, thank you for that precious lady that come in the coffee shop this week. Would you like a cup of coffee? No. I just want somebody to pray for me. Not here for the coffee. I'm here for the atmosphere. Debbie Mitchell knew what she was doing. Angie knew what she was doing when they started this little journey. Five or six years ago. It just didn't start a few months ago. It started a long time ago. And at that time, they didn't know what God was up to. But they do now. She said, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not here for coffee. I'm here for somebody to love big on me. I'm here for somebody to leave a mark on me. Jesus has got marks on him. And when we stand before him one day, you'll see the marks. But he said, the nail print is in my hands. It's in my feet. 
There's scars on me. There's marks on my head from the thorns. Why? Because love leaves a mark. And He loved big better than anybody. And today if you're here and you don't know Him as your Savior and you don't know Him as the Father I've been talking about, don't leave without talking to somebody. Talk to me or talk to somebody. We have, we have prayer people. We have people that share how, how good He is. Don't leave because love leaves a mark. And Jesus is the ultimate mark of love. And that's what we want to portray in this house. That love wins. So coffee people, those of you who are working at the coffee shop, thank you for leaving a mark on people's lives. And thank you for giving up your day to work. And you say, well, nobody came in today. Let me tell you something. Somebody rode by. And somebody knows the story behind that building. And as we continue to go forward, they may not come in today, and it's okay. But it's there when they need it. And what you're doing up there is so important. And listen, don't look at it from a world standpoint. Look at it from a kingdom standpoint. Amen? Yeah. Because kingdomly, you don't know what all's going on. So Father, thank You. We bless Your holy name. You are a good, good Father. In Jesus' name, Amen.